There are a lot of reasons for why we can't home educate, why we shouldn't home educate. Should we home educate? There's a lot of Christian arguments and thoughts and reasons about why we can't and why we shouldn't. So we are going to address some of those today, some of the arguments and things that we've heard as terms of feedback, um, but questions we've also had and we've had to kind of dissect through. So we are excited to do that with you today. We'll see you on the other side. All right, so welcome back. We've uh, we've actually spent the last few weeks talking all about this idea of home education, mm-hmm. right? Namely, we've talked about what what does the Bible say about Scripture? What is uh, what what are public school? What what is the purpose of government schools? That was last week. We also shared a bit of our story real mm-hmm. early on today. Like Selena said, is we are going to be addressing. How many of these questions are there? I think we had like nine of them. Did we distill them yeah, down like a little bit? No, I think there's like nine or ten. But nine common arguments yes. against home education. There's a lot of overlap in the answers, so don't no. worry. But, but if, you've, if you're wondering about this or you are critical of everything we've said, yeah. um, then just pay attention. Let's, let's, let's go on a little journey together. Let's yeah. look at some of these arguments for what they are. And we hope that they're, they're, they're honest and, and, and uh, charitable. Um, but uh, we also hope that they, they uh, shine some light on these areas. But first, my name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Voices Face founders of Fierce Parenting. Uh, if you're on YouTube, it's the Fierce Family, which includes parenting and marriage. Mm-hmm. So we'd love, if you're not listening, if you're not watching this, hop over to YouTube, subscribe to our channel, because mm-hmm. we're going to be adding some more content there that's not just longer form like we've been doing. Um, that's more kind of YouTube friendly. It, as it turns out, it takes a lot to produce <laughs> these videos, and we've known that all along, but... <laughs> Um, we want to, to meet people right where they're at. And so if you want to be a, a partner in that mission of meeting married folks, parents, uh, right where they're at, and that happens to be online, social media, YouTube, uh, we, we love your help. So mm-hmm. to be a partner, go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. And uh, that's how you uh, express deep, uh, I think, I don't, what is it? Desire to see this mission <laughs> carry on. So you yeah. want to. <laughs> Yes, here we go. So five, five or what? Nine, nine or nine ten. Nine or ten. Common objections <laughs> uh, to, to homeschooling, and namely Christian objective objections. Yes, they're all pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a few that you know. You'll see. You'll see. Okay. So first one, but, jump right in. And here. by the way, these aren't in a, any really specific order. They're nope. just kind of in the order that came out of our brains. So uh, th- maybe some are more intense than others. So yeah. we'll just you know what? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Where do these questions even go? Number one. Uh, we want our kids to to not be homeschooled. We want them to be in public school because we believe they should be a light in the darkness. Hmm. We want our kids to be a light. And if we just keep the little light all to ourselves, speaking of lights, you can hear doors uh, <laughs> slamming behind us. Um, speaking of, uh, we want them to be a light in the darkness. And if we keep it to us, then they'll never shine as bright or in the places they should shine. So or they won't learn how to shine. Oh, right. So here's the big question there. And we're going to go through these quickly. We're not going to completely um, inexhaustively answer each one of these questions, but we're just going to give you some things to think about. The first question is, does scripture ask our kids or ask us to, to cause our kids to be missionaries? Is that scriptural? Hmm. Um, I don't see an example that I, I can remember of scripture. You know, there are families in, there's there's some families mentioned in the New Testament. Kids are mentioned in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, there's families, and the, and usually the kids are just, uh, they're just growing up. <laughs> well, and they have, to, and they they bear the consequences of their parents' decisions, regardless right. of what the kids did. Yeah. Um, and so there's some of that. So I would say to that to answer that question is should our kids be missionaries? Yes and no. 
Like, yes, we want them to know and proclaim the name of Christ as soon as they understand who he is, mm-hmm. what he did. We don't want them to hide that. But uh, that's the yes part. Like if, you're, if they're talking to a friend who comes over or a neighbor who comes mm-hmm. over and, and they, they're, at, they're talking about whatever kids talk about and it comes up, we want them to be equipped and ready to have yeah. those conversations. But does that mean putting them into a, a public school? Right. Does that equal... Okay, they have to be in public right. school in order to share the gospel. I don't think so, <laughs> not at all. Well, yeah. Are they ready? Are they? Yeah. Are they? Are they vulnerable? I mean, you're, it's basically if you, if you view your household as your domain, which many would, and you say this is our domain, this is our our country of origin. Mm-hmm. When you put them in a in a public school, it's a completely foreign nation, and they're a missionary in that place. And the water that they're swimming in is is completely different to the home that you've raised them in. Do they have the cognitive tools? Do they right. have the spiritual maturity to be a force for yeah, good I'm, and not just an absorber of whatever else is there? Well, to take that water analogy a step further, um, does your little one know how to swim? If they don't know how to swim, then why would you throw them in the in the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. So taking the time to teach them how to swim, right? God instructs us as parents to teach our children, right? To train them in the things of the Lord, to help to um, show them the way they should go, Proverbs says, and they will not depart from it. Um, we are called to be salt and light. Like Matthew 5, 13 through 16 says that we are called to be salt and light. This is right before the Sermon on the Mount. But the context of this is is who is Jesus talking to, right? He's, he's not saying little children you are to be salt and light, but he's not not saying that, right? <laughs> like so, <laughs> he is talking to everyone that is around that's hearing. But if you think about the context again, yeah. of seeing the crowds, verse one, he went up to the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he started yeah. teaching them. Yeah, and something to be said too about we we as a society we we consider children to be adults at the age of eighteen for whatever reason that's the decision that has been made. And it's probably based on some level of development, some level of mm. emotional cognitive, cognitive ability. Well, that, that was that's a late age, according to most ancient civilizations. Mm-hmm. So an age of accountability would be more like 12, 13, 14, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. And so th- for that reason, we reserve the right as parents to say, when our kids are that stage in life, if that's the better place for them to be educated and we can still maintain the worldview that we've talked about in these previous episodes, then we might send them to a place that's more... That's not in, at our house. Now, we probably would send them to a Christian school if we could, if we could afford it before we'd send them to a public school. But right. regardless, that's a question to, to, to ask, to answer this, to that. Right. To our that our so. job as, as parents when they're, you know, all the time, but I think it, it the, the way we do it uh, differs from their age and their stage, right? Yeah. And when they're young, they, they need us to instruct them. They need us to show them. Uh, more and more and model that and repetitively, right? Uh, as they grow, yeah. they start to do these things for themselves and they're able to then, you know, progress on to doing it on their own. Uh, but we just, we don't believe that kids are meant to be missionaries or lights in the darkness specific. That's not the, that would not stand for a primary reason for us to send our children to public school. Number two. We're going to start flying through these because we're already eight minutes in and we don't want to take uh, 50 minutes to do it. But number two is I, the, the, the response is, I do train my kids in the things of God. I don't need to teach them math, etc. right? In other words, I don't need discipleship to, uh, to cross over into the area of their education because <laughs> I'm teaching them about Jesus. And, and honestly, that's awesome. However, 
the pushback is this is in a Christian worldview, nothing is just the thing. Mm-hmm. Everything is predicated on who God is and what he said, what he did. So math is not just math. History is not just history. Uh, uh, in, it's not disconnected from right. who God is. Right. It's it's very integrated into other subjects. I mean, things yeah. have become so siloed uh, that it's uh, that narrative of God is the creator of all of these things and there is uh, overlapping and touch points uh, that is, I think, been taken away out of public schools. So it's hard to. Yeah. So I just don't think we can silo it and go back to our last episode we did on this or the last two episodes. We talked about what does the Bible say about education and also what is public education and see where those overlap. All right. The third objection that's common among Christian parents is my kids won't turn out normal. This is common among I think anybody. Yeah. The the fear and the stigma is that your kids will not be normal or they won't be socialized. Yeah. Uh, I I think the better question is the term or however you want to say it is parents want their kids to be normal, right? That we want them to be socialized. But first question is, what is that? What is define normal, right? Define socialized. Uh, second question: Is this a desire that I want? For what reason? Like, what? Why do I want that? Is that a? Why is that a hierarchical desire yeah. higher than whatever the Lord would want uh, yeah. versus what yeah. I want? Right? Where's then, insecurity? What's the point there? Yeah, and thinking biblically about it, like where in Scripture does it say that you know you should fit into society. It does mm-hmm. say, you know, to, Paul says to all men, I will become all things basically, as long as it means, you know, I'm presenting them with the gospel. Right. Uh, but that's not, I think what parents are getting at here. They're thinking that we want our kids to be well adjusted. That's good desire. I just, we too want our kids at, to be well adjusted. What normal is like, look at what normal is if, normal for seven year olds is to spend a lot of time on a screen and to spend a lot of time alone and a lot of time, you know, doing things that aren't necessarily good, but it's become the friendly. norm. Yeah. And so I would just question that: Is normal okay? Is normal good? And um, well, what do you mean by normal? Yeah. If yeah, what do you mean by that? And what do you mean by socialized? I mean, our kids are around; they're around each other. They're around other kids and families. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the biggest benefits is that the kids of, fa- of the families are of the same value system. They love the Lord, and so they're still going to clash. We're all still sinners. We're all still going to like have to work out our relationships, but we get to do that uh, at home with each other. We get to train our kids and how to love one another, how to consider others um, to, to be a blessing to others, to think of others before they think of themselves. Uh, And so it's, I think that is more important to me than whether or not my kids are socialized or well adjusted. That would, I would prefer those things to be first. The socialization will come because Well, I'm realizing even, but, even well-adjusted kids are just weirdos anyway. <laughs> like they're just, you know. I they, know, who's normal anyway. They have active imaginations. They're goofy. They like, yes. you know, they like things that are weird and, you know. Like, they're kids. They're kids. They're kids. So, yeah, I just question what is normal. Number four, I'd love to home educate my kids, but I, I'm not able to do it. I can't do it. And I think when I, when I hear that ob- objection, it's probably two ways to think about it. Mm-hmm. There's the, I don't have the ability, even mm-hmm. if I had the time, I don't have the ability to teach my kids these things. I don't think I have the ability. Right. Or uh, I'm not able to make it work in some other way. I think financially, yeah. Yeah. It's a cost. It's um, a cost question. So that's that's a big question and that's a big objection. So we are actually going to spend the next episode looking through, this will be a really fun one, but just a kind of a day in the life. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be a fixed series. So don't, don't worry. We're not going to always be talking about yeah. home education, but when it comes to parenting, we just want to show you this is what we do. And you know what? It's, it's actually not that hard. It's very doable, and it's frankly, it's it's a lot of fun. 
It is. So. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of flexibility in it. Uh, I think, again, like you said, uh, I'm not able to. Okay, what is keeping you from doing that? Is it is it a mm. financial thing? Is it I'm a single parent? I just no way I can do this. Um, or is it is it a, a desire thing? I just don't like want to or don't think I can or I'm able to. Hmm. Um, All right. So number five, uh, I, regarding Christian, or excuse me, regarding homeschool, says, I want my children to have a more robust education and a better chance at getting into a good college. Um, well, uh, frankly, the, the data shows, <laughs> and I don't actually have a, st- a study in front of me, but there are many that have shown uh, the higher education rates and completion rates of home educated children are actually better. Mm-hmm. And so in other words, the, I would question that assumption that, that um, because they're not getting a teacher at a government school or at a, even a private school, that somehow you're undercutting their education. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my question I want to ask is what more robust of an education, what better attention is a child going to get than the person who cares more than anyone else in this world mm-hmm. that they, that they, uh, cares about how they turn out. I mean, right. And if you want to talk about efficiency, I mean, one parent to three children versus one teacher to 25 to 30 plus kids in a classroom. I mean, half the day is just classroom management. Mm. So if you want to look at it that way, I mean, let's talk about that. But truly, mm. like we want our kids, we, we have a deep desire for our children to know the things of the Lord, to to learn about his world and in a very deep, robust way. I mean, our kids, I'm so excited about the things that we get to learn. Um, the second question that this kind of this assumption or question, you know, we want them to go to a good college. Uh, let's examine college <laughs> in this day and age as well. Is it a good idea? Is it necessary? If you're going to be a doctor or a surgeon, probably. I would hope so, right? An engineer building bridges. Uh, but are there things For that... Now. <laughs> For now, it's... I guess... <laughs> But I think there are, I think college is trying to sell an experience um, rather than a skill or a trade. And so our question is, I'm not, we're not here to home educate to get them into like a great college. If they get into something like that, and that is a result of a natural result, it's not the objective, then praise God. But if they walk out of our home, loving the Lord, knowing the Lord, uh, wanting to serve him wholeheartedly and college is not on the list, then that's. I'm a-okay with We're that. okay with that. So Obviously, I want my kids to be provided for. I want them to have a, a trajectory that Absolutely. is conducive to society, but not at the expense of, of their discipleship. Right. Um, and so I don't think, I don't, yeah, this, this argument starts to break down. And you think about in the later years. So mm-hmm. our kids are fairly young. Our oldest is eight and a half. You know, as she gets into, you know, 16, 17 years old and she's taking more advanced level classes, there will be a time when we lack the knowledge and ability yeah. to teach them in that. Well, in the past, you could still do this. In the past, you would hire them a tutor mm-hmm. or you would send them to some sort of education, educational institution, whether that's, you know, running starts, you know, you know, some sort of college. But nowadays we have amazing access to the best minds and the most well, uh, what's the word, well-constructed mm-hmm. learning systems that, I mean, for instance, um, I forget what it's called, but Zondervan has a thing. It's like Zondervan Academic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take seminary, like actual seminary level courses for $30 a month. Mm-hmm. Like we, we have a passion to teach our children the biblical languages. And we're just getting started with Greek and and Latin. And, and Latin. That's not a, well, okay. It's, <laughs> it's a classical yes. language <laughs> and it will help. It, they, they work together in, in some ways. But the uh, to, to think that we could sit them down in front of one of these courses daily you know, at age 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. and they're getting seminary level classes that I'm just 
taking mm-hmm. as a, in, you know, in my thirties, that's amazing. And take that same attitude toward engineering, math. There's a gal, he's a Christian gal who taught um, chemistry for years. She, she, at, at the, at the university level, she stopped teaching because she wanted to home educate her kids. And so now what she does is she makes all of, she's basically made all of these chemistry courses free online, That's cool. starting at first grade on up through university level. I mean, I don't know how long it took her to record these things, but she just loves chemistry so much and she so loves awesome. teaching so much. She <laughs> just put them out there completely free, completely free. There's a, uh, we'll talk about these in, in another episode. It's our, our final episode will be homeschool resources we love. Mm. Another one called Aleph with Bet with Beth. Beth is how you would say it in the Hebrew, but it's, it's that, but the Hebrew version. So mm-hmm. learning Hebrew from zero to translating the Hebrew uh, scriptures. Right. And it's in a format that works for kids. And here's the thing, 100% free. Mm-hmm. Now imagine what happens if you pay 30 bucks a month. <laughs> like it just gets that much better. Right. In some cases it doesn't get better, but um, so just question that, that, that uh, you couldn't give them a robust education if you're not sending them off to a school. Cause I guarantee you they're not learning that stuff at, at a high school. So <laughs> All right. The sixth one is I can't do it. And here's a different reason because it's miserable. All right. I can't home educate because I need me time. One of the things I heard someone say recently is it's better for everyone else. If I don't spend that much time with my kids, I would go crazy. (laughs) This one's going to hopefully not ruffle too many feathers. And let me say this. We fully understand. Like it's tough. It's tough being, (laughs) what are you going to say? I, I, I understand that it can be challenging. I don't understand that I don't want to, it's good for everyone. I don't spend that much time with my kids. Um, I would question that because yeah, kids can make you crazy, but they are also very sanctifying. They will also bless you. They will also love you and they will also Mm. instruct you in so many ways as well. And so God is so good to remind us that uh, he's given us these blessings, right? And I don't spend 24 hours a day with my children um, because we are also fostering independence, right? And we are teaching them independence. I mean, our eight-year-old has been making breakfast now the last couple of weeks for everybody. And we just... Mm, hitting the sweet spot. <laughs> so anyways, back to the question or back to the reason why. Um, I've heard phrases like, I'd rather be mom rather than be a teacher. Well, mm. by being a mom, you are actually, in fact, a teacher just by secondary. That's the, That kind of comes with the territory. Um, I would define homeschooling is and home educating is kind of the hidden path and i think it's just again it's so sanctifying it's Hmm. so liberating it's full of joy yes it's challenging but anything eternal anything worth doing is is hard and it being hard is not bad right like we we have this avoidance in the western or western Hmm. society for anything that is hard to deal with we want pleasure we want ease but god is calling us to train right he's calling us to learn and to do the hard things and we are going to equip and renew our kids right so the best way that we can be filled as moms and mothers is not by taking a weekend away at a spa yes there's a time and a place for that but if that is the what you view as an ultimate uh, mm. refreshing of being away from your children and doing whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. If that is your like pinnacle, um, I would question that sister in Christ, because I think the most fulfilling thing that we can do as women of God is to be in the word daily mm. and to be studying and to be renewed, to be washed over by the Holy Spirit. That should be, he should be the place that we go to for our me time or to get filled up, right? Um, it shouldn't be something that has to just chop our kids off and say, I can't deal with them. I need me time because I'm going crazy. Um, yes, I understand that. But I think there's a, a, a we got to remember 
who or who needs to be that ideal for us, not just what we want, right? And and right. yeah, hopefully that's clear. <laughs> I get a little heated, it's and a then tough I topic can't think clearly. <laughs> obviously, people. Um, you know, I'm not it, against it, me time. I'm not against yeah. having time to yourself. Yes, we need that. But the definition of it is really tricky because if that's like you said, if you're always just kind of holding out for not regular life, then you're destined to be exhausted all the time. Yeah. And when we have a high view of scripture, a high view of what God has called us to do, and we're going to him as our well, mm-hmm. sure, you take the spa things as a bonus or whatever, but then there's nothing inherently wrong. Right, with but that. I'm not striving but the attitude to get to that. It, at gotcha. the cost of my children and gotcha. my husband and my wife. And of course, life. I would ask the question, what, what, where, how does, how is scripture informing this type of thinking? Yeah. Is it at all? Is, or am I just drinking wisdom? The cultural, cultural Kool-Aid. The cultural Kool-Aid. There you go. That's how. Tastes so good, but. So I just question no that. Beneficial. Um, and, and it's not, we're not trying to question that in a vacuum. You have to go back and make sure you've watched the other videos that yeah. we've done on what does scripture say about discipling our kids and modes yeah. of learning and what is public education and what is at risk? Like what's the cost? Of me time, because yeah. a lot of times we don't really count that cost. Well, we just we just think it's a need that we deserve no matter what. In reality, do we really? Do we need seven hours need, away from our children five days a week for me time? Really? Some people would say that. Um, I'm just saying, and then we're questioning <laughs> that. So we're just questioning and that. And I'm questioning um, that. <laughs> um, so number, number seven. Number seven. Uh, here's one, uh, and it's not to invalidate it, but just to talk about it is... Uh, someone's got their kids in a public school. They say, well, I know the teachers and I know they're not teaching non-biblical stuff. Okay, that's not that's pretty rare where we live. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not going to be a lot of people teaching things <laughs> that are aligned with Scripture, even if at a public school. You know, but you go down to like the Bible Belt in yeah. the South. Um, you've got teachers that are Christians themselves. Yeah, they and go they to generally, your church and they, yeah. you know them. Uh, and st- even, I mean, there are updated studies that have shown that te- there are caring, kind uh, teachers that are, they identify as evangel- evangelical Christians. Like they love right. the Lord. They want to teach children. Um, but overall, what is being forced uh, through public education and the, di- the overall direction of where public school, government-funded yeah. education is going uh, is not good. And so teachers are great, but again, it's, I don't know. I think it's only a matter of time. I don't think that Yeah, well, and as parents, you have to discern. Yeah. You know, obviously it's better to have a teacher who's not, you know, like, uh, what's the word, like diametrically opposed and very vocal about their opposition to your worldview. It's better not to have that person as your kid's teacher. But I would caution this type of thinking because, A, there needs to be at-home discipleship always happening anyway. But if you get kids that are learning how to be moral beings Mm -hmm. in light of biblical principles without the gospel. Yeah. Without the gospel being central to it, what we're creating are little moralists. Mm-hmm. We're not creating Christians, we're creating moralists. And so what a Christian education does, we're homeschool people, Christian education can be outside of the home, but it needs to be gospel-centered. That's what makes it Christian. That's what discipleship is. And so if you've got very positive teachers that are encouraging, that are loving, that do high fives, they give hugs, and they, you know, kids love them, but there's not a gospel rootedness to that, then then that's that's a problem. So I would just question that that that's okay just because they, you know, Miss Mrs. Jennings or whatever is a, is a Christian, that's great. Does that warrant now the rest of this experience being part of my child's yeah. ongoing discipleship? Yeah. And again, go back listen to um, the other two episodes if you haven't yet. We get into into more of that. Okay, uh, the eighth one, and we've talked about this a little bit, but and you touched on it just now. But schools are neutral. 
right? It doesn't, they're just teaching reading, writing, history, and math, science. They don't worry about the religious stuff, right? Separation of church and state. Um, and I think last episode really debunked that. that there's a worldview being taught. Yeah, sure, no one's telling your kid to be a Satanist. They're not telling you uh, to turn from God. In some cases, right. they'll tell your kids to turn from God. In most cases, they're just kind of ignoring God. Um, and not every public school. It's foolish to think that every public school is just creating Marxists, right, and and things like that. It's, it, it's not always the case. We get that. But they are not neutral. There's no way right. that any public school could be a neutral place. Yeah. Because define neutral. Like. Yeah. Yeah, there's no neutrality. So I, I would just. Um, and if they're just yeah. teaching reading, writing, math, and history, then maybe you should just <laughs> teach reading, writing, okay. math, yeah. history. Yeah. Anyways. I'm all for it. That's another conversation. I'm all for it. Yeah. Last okay. one. Uh, homeschooling won't save their soul. Right. And I'm not, I'm not, I've never heard anyone say, I'm not going to homeschool because it's not going to save their soul. Like I've never heard someone say right. that. But this is something that I think is, is good to hear because uh, we certainly wouldn't say that if you homes educate your children, then you're guaranteed they're going to walk with Christ. <laughs> There's nothing that you could say or do that guarantees that, right? We are. Right. And I just read an article of somebody, uh, I think it was on uh, Desire, Desiring God, which is John Piper's online uh, ministry. And they wrote a story about how they, basically thought if I just home educate my kids oh, they're yeah. all going to love the Lord and it's all going to be great and then her first kid as soon as she went off to college she just completely turned mm-hmm. it wasn't just like oh I forgot I backslid it was like no I'm an atheist now and I hate mm-hmm. like everything you taught me growing up and this is one did like catechism verses like everything and I'm like reading this I'm like Selena check this out this, she's listing all the things that we're <laughs> doing and then I immediately I'm like God help our kids win their hearts right. use these efforts please God be merciful and and so I guess when I get fired up about questions about me time and stuff like that it's it's more the attitude of the heart that um mm. I think irritates me the most of um what is what are you what is your heart pursuing is it pursuing ease and selfishness or is it actually pursuing um the things of God which God instructs us to teach and train our children to uh sh- disciple them in the things of God and right. so um the battle for us you know is is time like we we want to be faithful uh to what god has called us to um but we we don't get a lot of time with our kids nowadays especially if we send them off to school for five days a week Mm. for six to seven hours a day so they're combating a lot possibly a lot of it on their own i mean there's a lot of distraction out there there's a lot of uh different ideas floating around and for them to be equipped at such a young age to deal with it. I mean, I barely feel equipped and I'm almost 40, right? Like to, to talk about some of these issues. And so, Mm. uh, it's important for us to be reminded that, especially me, like I'm not in control of your salvation. Like I have to trust the Lord for that. Um, I feel like I, I don't feel like I know that we are being obedient to scripture as much as we know scripture and as much as we understand. And but we are also having to like hold them, hold our children with an open hand because yeah. they, they first and foremost are gods. Yeah. And I, I go on daddy daughter dates with each one of our girls about once or twice a month and um, try to carve out time. And usually it's like really short, an hour or less. They love going to the dollar store because they like <laughs> buying dollar store toys. I don't get it. <laughs> it's cheap dates. I don't mind. <laughs> But the point is we get out, we go on these conversations, we go on these drives together and I'm int- intentionally asking them questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what, what is, what, what is, what's been going through your head? Like what's going through your heart? What is God, mm-hmm. you know, what are you learning about God right now? What are you thinking about? And inevitably I try to end it or at some point in the conversation say, listen, sweetheart, I don't care how you turn, like what you do 
for a living. I don't care who, you know, they're, they're young, so we don't go deep into these conversations. But basically I say, I don't care what you do or where you go or, or who you spend your life around as long as you love the Lord more than anything else and you follow him fearlessly. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm, I'm hoping and praying that, that takes root, those seeds take root. Mm-hmm. And I'm throwing seeds like you would not believe. And I'm just praying that God saves them because I realize that I'm not saving them. God right. is saving them. So we fully agree homeschooling will not save your children. I do think it, it, there's much to be said about the soil of your child's heart mm-hmm. and how you are fertilizing the soil and tilling the soil in a way so that when the seeds of the gospel are planted in that soil, they will grow. Mm-hmm. We're not letting their soil turn hard. Mm-hmm. We're not leaving it. And so I, I happen to believe that by home educating your children, you're, you're giving them most opportunities to amend their soil and to mm-hmm. till their soil mm-hmm. and to make sure it's really healthy. Right. Um, I think we so. should leave you with this verse, Second uh, Timothy 3. It's a great chapter, by the way, talking about instruction for uh, living and young people, uh, 14 through 16. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus, in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm, Praise God. So you have it, nine common objections Mm -hmm. Christians have against homeschooling. Hopefully that was helpful to you. Again, not all encompassing, not exhaustive, but... um, we hope that it's been helpful and help you think, helped you think through some of those questions. If you have even more questions about why would I even care about this <laughs> stuff, um, and you know, you've heard us talk about Scripture, you made it this far through, you probably know something about who Jesus is. Well, mm-hmm. we're never. Sh- I guess I've stopped being shocked at how many listeners and, and readers we get who want the goods of a Christian household, of a Christian marriage, Christian mm-hmm. parenting, without actually knowing the source. So we're here to tell you that you can tap in. To the source himself. His name is Jesus Christ. He's not some spiritual, you know, amalgus sort of source. No, he is God himself, and he mm-hmm. was incarnate as the person of Christ, and he died for your sins so that you might know him. Uh, the Bible says that he made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God, mm-hmm. so that we could stand before a holy God mm-hmm. as righteous. And it's not it's not anything that you've done. It's not, uh, it's not by your own works, but it's a gift of God. It's mm-hmm. Ephesians 2. Mm-hmm. By faith, um, by 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 uh, his grace through faith alone. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we have a website for you. It's thenewsisgood.com. Go there, check that out. It'll share the whole story with you, and we want to invite you into the family of God because it's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right, let me pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Lord, I pray for the um, parents watching this, listening to this. Um, I just pray that it would strike the right chord. I know that we're not perfect. God, but your word is perfect. And Holy Spirit, you are leading us and you are helping us navigate um, these decisions. Uh, Even as we speak, Lord, you're helping these parents navigate these decisions. I pray that you would give them a sense of joy and gladness, um, even if there's a bit of trepidation there. Lord, I pray that they would respond to you uh, with boldness and with courage in whatever area they're feeling uncertain of. I pray that you would help uh, them then to proceed with wisdom and with unity with their spouse. Lord, we love you with all our hearts. Lead our children to you, that they may follow you quickly and gladly their entire lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, folks, this episode of the Fierce Parenting Thing, podcast show <laughs> thing, is in, is in the can. <laughs> we'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.